Communications, communications, media, medios, seas of emergence. Good day, good afternoon, buenos dias, buenas noches, good greetings. Nehanel Toka, Tupac Enrique Acosta. We record you. My name is Tupac Enrique Acosta, and I'm reaching out to you on this program of the uh, Indigenous Collective on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples from Austria, speaking to you from what is known as Abyayala, what we call Abyayala, the Semanawak Abyayala where it's Zapalan. And the geography is most commonly uh, recognized in the world. It's mostly known as the state of Arizona in North America, uh, just immediately north of the border between Mexico and the United States what is called the Southwest, generally called the Southwest. I work out of an indigenous people's organization called Tonatiera, and we operate an embassy of indigenous peoples here in the territory. This entity, which is known as the Nawakali, embassy of indigenous peoples operates uh, at a historical level now ever since the first Continental Encounter in 1990 that took place in Quito, Ecuador. In 1990, there was a Continental Encounter in Quito, Ecuador, where we prepared ourselves to face off on the quincentennial celebrations that were being planned for October the 12th, 1992. As you know, we just come out of 530 years from the celebrations of the uh, invasion of the continent that have been promoted in different places of the world, in the continent. Some places call it Columbus Day still. Some places it's called Dia de la Raza. But there's been a transition. There's been a shift. And we are here on the program today to announce to all of you, first of all, our appreciation for the invitation to be on your program and also to clarify that what we have actually been able to accomplish over the last 32 years since 1990 we are no longer in a rhetorical discussion on what the impact of the doctrine of discovery and the celebration of genocide and colonization, which proceeds from it. We're no longer at a rhetorical uh, articulation of denunciations and exchanges on radio programs and conversations. We are now moving forward deliberately, intentionally, and at a very um, pragmatic level into invoking and realizing and implementing the decolonization procedures which have to be brought to bear to address what the doctrine of discovery of October the 12th, 1482, was the initial point of invasion that has normalized and continues to normalize 
the colonization and genocide of the indigenous peoples in this continent, the Abyayala. The fact that this is still a continuity that is still being normalized is evident, but that evidence has been perfumed over by the concepts of the normality, the normalization of the infrastructure of the colonizer settler states that have proceeded from the doctrine of discovery as a result of being successor states to the doctrine of discovery emitted through the papal bulls of Pope Alexander VI in 1493 in the bulls, which purported to set up the dominion systems under the crown of Spain, under the crown of Portugal, which were then transcribed by the crown of England up here in the north and became the infrastructure, geopolitical infrastructure of what is now known as the States of the Americas, the Organization of American States. I'm simply saying this, relatives, when you refer to the United States of America, you refer to the province of Canada as part of her, uh, uh, the, the kingdom, the, the Commonwealth of England in the north, the Republic of Mexico, Colombia, Peru, even Cuba, each and every single one of these states that is recognized in the UN system as a uh, sovereign state in the, uh, in the United Nations system, each and every one of them purports to proclaim their territorial jurisdiction on this continent on the Doctrine of Discovery of 1492. So what does that tell you? It tells you that the conceptual principles of genocide and colonization are intact have remained intact in spite of everything that we've done in terms of denunciations and rhetorical criticisms and, uh, and efforts to communicate how this is not only an act of genocide and colonization against the indigenous peoples, it is also at the same time and simultaneously uh, an act that dehumanizes the cultures and communities and nations of the colonizers themselves. This is a principle that Franz Bannon brought up very clearly when he described the effects of colonization, colonization upon the colonizer constituencies. In other words, very simply, what have you done to yourselves as a culture, as a community, as a constituency, to continue to accept the genocide and colonization of the indigenous nations in this continent even after 530 years? Today on this program we announced We've gone beyond that rhetorical conversation and now are invoking deliberately and concretely before the United Nations Decolonization Committee that the procedures of decolonization that were brought into place after World War II and that were implemented to decolonize Africa, the time has come to move those decolonization procedures and protocols into effect in this continent and establish for the first time a geopolitical reality in a multilateral sense that would allow the original nations of the indigenous peoples of Adriala to achieve our self-determination and begin the path, begin to walk the path collectively with the settler states and their constituencies, the path of decolonization. And that's our purpose for beginning the program today. Thank you very much, Tupac. This is really a very uh, great opening uh, speech from you. Uh, you already mentioned many points that uh, that we also were 
um, focused on on the last time we we talked with you on the show that it was especially dedicated to the doctrine of the discovery and I invited all the to our audience to 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 hear also the the, the program because actually the the, the facts and, and the information we we collected on that time are still valid and also the links to visit that uh, we we received many from information from Tupac on that time so I will put also again the, the link on this podcast uh, um, um, in order you, you get also this this uh, first program the first uh, interview with Tupac and uh, as, as we are already talking about uh, the doctrine of the discovery Tupac and already you mentioned um, how the, this impact from the from the Catholic Church uh, till nowadays we are still on paying these consequences. I, I would like maybe to to to, to extend uh, the the program from the la from the last time, and I would ask you uh, how do you see if there were in the in this last uh, year uh, any uh, step in on the direction to to find a solution, for example, uh, on the when the Pope who was visiting Canada on in July of this year, I, I think I I remember the on the social networks was the again the topic burning on the on the on the news because uh, he was uh, the, the Pope Francisco were actually was also in three cities. And he, he was uh, also a committee that we received uh, in from the indigenous people from uh, that were on Quebec, uh, Quebec, I don't know which other city was, uh, but maybe you, as you were living in USA, you, you, you have a, a, a closer uh, approach that as you experience, maybe you can share with us how, how was all this, uh, all this uh, last time, this also steps or with this, uh, um this discussion again because it was again the the discussion on the on the on the on internet on tv and radios and maybe you can give us also a, a good input about it yes i appreciate the opportunity to bring some clarification to this question being the 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 political positions the geopolitical positions of two heads of state in this case Pope Francis of the Vatican, you must recall, the Vatican is a religion, a Roman Catholic Church, that's a religious entity, a church. It's also a bank. The Vatican Bank has their own financial institution called the Vatican Bank, which has a proprietary interest that challenges just about any other financial institution on the planet. The Vatican is also a state. So I would uh, clarify to your listeners uh, a very simple, uh, uh, a very simple um, report that we would give you. The visit by Pope Francis to Canada was an orchestrated PR, public relations ploy, coordinated and financed by the Canadian government to allow the Canadian government to camouflage and perfume over the accusations and criminal. Uh, complicity that they have in the crime of genocide, which has been highlighted most recently 
in the most recent years with the discovery of the burial sites in the residential schools, many of whom were run by the Catholic Church, which are concrete evidence in contemporary sense of the crime of genocide as it has been normalized and covered up with the complicity of the Vatican as a state, as a religion, and as a financial institution. What I'm saying again, the visit by Pope Francis to Canada was a PR, uh, public relations ploy to divert attention away from the crime of genocide which was brought forward to the world community as a result of the exposure of the burials in the boarding schools that have been coming about in the thousands, not only in Canada, but also within the U.S. And then you start to ask, what about the indigenous children in Mexico that were going through similar situations during the time of the haciendas, the encomiendas, the, the colonias? Where are those numbers? Those numbers haven't even begun to be brought into the pile. So this is very significant. Why? Because it was the last act of Pope Francis as a head of state. Remember this. I'm not speaking of him as an ethical authority or moral authority. If he is fine and dandy for you, he is no such authority for me. And in fact, the native people who were present with him and presented to him the headdress that was very famously promoted around the world, those were indigenous peoples who were, for the most part, have been converted to Roman Catholicism. Catholicism, For the most part, they were not the indigenous peoples who are still fighting for territorial rights in what is now known as Canada, still fighting against the imposition of the religious system of Christianity, still fighting for our self-determination. But to get to the point, Pope Francis, on the plane, on the way back to Rome, what did he do? What did he say? He said it's genocide. He said, it has been genocide. It is genocide. Now, if I were to admit on this radio program that I committed murder, let's say I killed somebody, I committed homicide. If I admit to that crime, that's a crime. That's not just something or oh, a bad habit that I might have had and I fell into a bad habit. No, that's a criminal act with criminal procedures for prosecution and addressing to bring about justice in criminal procedures, legal procedures. The crime of genocide, which Pope Francis admitted had occurred, admitted that they had been in complicity with, that is a crime of international law. It requires the international procedures for identifying the crime, bringing forth the evidence and the testimony, and presenting that evidence and testimony in an international tribunal. It is not simply a matter that you can say, I'm sorry, on your plane on the way back to Rome, and then that's the end of it. No. The crime of genocide, which Pope Francis admitted to, didn't only occur in Canada, didn't only occur in North America. It is occurring right now. And the normalization of the doctrines of discovery being used as the conceptual framework to normalize the colonization and genocide that still is ongoing, this is the issue at hand. And it brings to bear now the comment made by the other head of state just two days ago, Nicolas Maduro, Maduro in Nicaragua, in Venezuela, excuse me. Two days ago, on the 12th, Maduro, as president of another state, in this case Venezuela, proclaimed as president of this state in the Americas that 
In Venezuela, they will address the 12th of October from here on as a day of resistance, indigenous resistance, and a day of decolonization. This is simply another part of the testimony which your listeners are now also witnesses to. We've moved on from simple rhetorical denunciations, requests for apologies, and apologies doesn't do the job. Apologies don't bring justice. It's going to require an international tribunal on the crime of genocide, which was initiated by the Doctrine of Discovery, the Royal Families of Europe, the Vatican, and is being perpetuated today by the neoliberal corporate colonial regimes across the continent and the planet. And I would say this finally to your listeners. Remember, relatives, that we are relatives. We are all human beings of Mother Earth. None of us come from another planet. We are all originally and eventually indigenous peoples of Mother Earth. And in that sense, the fight for self-determination, the fight against genocide of the indigenous nations of Mother Earth, of Ariella, in this continent and in every continent, is also simultaneously and to the same degree a fight for the future generations of all humanity, without exceptions. All living creatures, without exceptions. As we are not only facing genocide, we are at the threshold of terrorcide, the destruction of the ecosystem of the planet to the capacity of being the mother for our future generations, terrorcide. And that's what this battle is about. Thank you, Tupac. Okay, so my question to Tupac is, how can we contribute to the end of the doctrine of discovery or at least seeing a change in this uh, mentality of the doctrine of discovery. And um, are you also connected to all indigenous peoples around that all, would also like this recognition, not only in Apiayala, but also in other continents? Thanks. Yes, regarding the extension of this uh, initiative to dismantle the doctrine of discovery, it's a planetary campaign. And we are engaged across the planet with our indigenous relatives in Africa, in, in, in Asia, in the Arctic Circle, in, uh, in, uh, in, the, uh, in the, Pan, uh, the Pan-Pacific area, uh, 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 Australia, across the planet. We have a network of organizations and nations that are involved directly and active constantly in the dismantling of the Doctor of Discovery across the world, across the, across the planet. That's in place. Our responsibility here is in this continent as the Continental Commission of Abiyayala. And to your question about what is to be done, what can be done, well, the first phase is what we're doing now. You must become informed. It begins with a sense of awareness, no? <coughs> that there's something wrong. There's something that must be corrected. It's an injustice. The injustice has a name. It's called genocide. The injustice has a legal uh, category of criminality. It's called colonization. Both of those are international crimes. So to resolve those, we have to move the agenda forward from simply being aware and informed of the nature of the crime to the more mature level of the campaign to move the agenda into defining and presenting the crime in the appropriate international form. 
which is where we're going next. To that end, the first part, as I said, is to become aware and become informed. In other words, you must become conscious. And you must take a position, a conscious position, individually, as an ethical structure of your own humanity, whether you're willing to accept this doctrine or are you going to join the fight to dismantle it. As a dehumanizing instrument of pathology, psychological, that affects all of us, especially those who purport it as a norm for their own societies. In other words, the colonizers themselves. The first victim of the dehumanizing of the doctrine of discovery is the colonizer themselves. Therefore, a consciousness that then arises has to become a critical consciousness where you take a position, respect it to the doctrine, and clarify that first of all to yourself and then to your most dearest friends and relatives, family and community. Then it becomes critical in the sense that now you are part of a social movement that will move these issues forward towards justice and rectification. That critical consciousness, consciousness should then lead to action. Everybody must take an action within their competency and capacity and community to dismantle the doctrine of discovery and move forward towards what you're now saying must be known as October the 12th, decolonization day. Commit themselves to the decolonization agenda, not only of the indigenous peoples of Ariyala, but we are saying commit themselves to the decolonization of Mother Earth, to the defense of the territorial integrity of Mother Earth. So it begins like that with awareness, information, consciousness, critical consciousness, which matures to taking a position and then moving that position towards action. And then you are back again at the beginning point. You should be at a higher level of consciousness by that point. And it's a cyclical process. It's an organic process. And to that extent, we welcome you to the fight recognizing that it's a fight for a common humanity and for the well-being of our future generations as human as humanity without exceptions and the territorial integrity of Mother Earth.